Mr. Simon. Would it really be the taxi squad without internet problems? <laughs> yeah, you're back. Yeah. yeah, I'm back from being back. Yeah, I'm back. We back. We're both back. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. Like, as soon as I hit record, yeah. Simon went. Disconnected. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Okay. Your We're, wifi good. We're good now. Your Wi-Fi was like, no. Back on the fi- We're None. back on the 5G network. The 5G network podcast. No. Um, yeah, we're back. Um, hi everyone. Thanks for thanks again for tuning in. Hello. Um, I hope you're having a very nice Friday night. Hope you're all having a nice relaxing Friday. Um, well, yeah. by the time this goes up, probably Saturday. So. Yeah. So I hope you're having a very lovely weekend for those of you who are listening on the weekend. And if you're listening on a weekday, um, I hope you have a really good rest of your week. Yeah. Good. Good. Oh yeah. Okay. Today we have something very exciting to discuss. Simon, do you know what we're going to talk about today? Um, the Edmonton Oilers and stuff surrounding the Edmonton Oilers, such as players who are not yet Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> exactly. So if anyone here is an Oilers fan listening to us, we mentioned this last episode, but you're not going to like the way we're going to talk about your team today. However, or you might. Yeah, some or Oilers might, fans. Or you, or you might enjoy the discussion. Yeah. Um, but what I can say is based on the narrative surrounding the team, um, I think a lot of Oilers fans are just in a very miserable place right now, which is understandable. Um, so again, I encourage you encourage you to stay um, and listen to our discussion because I believe um, hearing a conversation from a Leafs fan's perspective might be something you might be interested in. And or also it also might just be something you aren't interested in at all, which I get. But um, yeah. So just a just a disclaimer. As a, I don't, <laughs> I don't think anyone other than Leafs fans are interested in hearing what Leafs fans have to say. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. Okay. But honestly, Anyways. we don't care. We're gonna share our opinion yeah. anyway because this is our yeah. podcast. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Anyways. I'm gonna preface this first with the Evander Kane story, and anyone listening to this now. Yeah. By the time you hear this, the Kane situation may or may not have already um, reached another chapter in its life, let's say. But at this point in time, this is Friday, January 21st, 2022. Evander Kane is currently, uh, he's not a free agent yet. The NHL, not yet. The NHL is investigating the uh, indefinite waiver termination thingy that the San Jose Sharks put him on. And whether or not it's justified for him to actually be terminated of his contract. Yep. So now, context. We talked about this before, and we talked about the recent shenanigans from Kane. But yep. since we last talked about it, uh, details were released as to what exactly he did. So Kane tested positive for COVID-19 on December 21st. He then flew to Vancouver on December 29th. At that time, Kane would have still been in the 10-day AHL COVID protocol period. Okay, he's, he's with the San Jose Sharks AHL affiliate, the something-something uh, Barracuda. When the Sharks terminated contracts, uh, Kane's contract a little while ago, they said it was, was for breach of his standard player contract and violation, quote-unquote, of the AHL COVID-19 protocols. So that was their justification for why they terminated his contract. Doing so means that they don't think they have to pay him anything. So this is not a buyout. This just means that they're eliminating his contract. They, he breached his contract. Therefore, they don't, pay, they don't have to pay him anything. That's what they believe in. 
Kane's camp, the NHLPA, they filed a grievance since then saying, hey, this was unjustified and you are basically firing someone without cause. As th- that's what they should do. The NHLPA should stand up for those players, regardless of who the fuck the player is, and they should support them. That's exactly what a union does. So good job. Um, quick thing about Kane. Now that, now that I know exactly what happened and why the San Jose Sharks terminated his contract or want to, I just want to say this guy's a dick. Um, he doesn't know how to properly conduct himself on, or sorry, at least off the ice. On the ice, sure. As some player would say it, he's great. The last couple of seasons were great for him. We'll get into that in a little bit. But I've lost all respect for him personally. For anyone wondering where we feel or how we feel about Evander Kane as a player, you know our thoughts, but how we feel about him as a person, he's a dick. He's dumb. And he may never find out who I am, but I don't care. Like I'm just a random dude from Toronto. But our job is voicing our opinions on this platform. And my opinion is, I hope he doesn't find a job in the NHL again. That's my hope. I know he will, but in my opinion, he doesn't deserve it. Asterisk. I hope he doesn't find a job until we know for sure that he's taken steps to just to rectify his prior behavior. Like COVID wise, just, I'm just going to centralize and focus on the COVID nonsense. Forget about everything else. Just his COVID shenanigans. And I'm going to speak for millions of people around the world now who've been hunkering down since March, 2020. And even talking about COVID is such a big deal for everyone. It's like, Oh my God, you have COVID. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like, please get better. I know, I know tens of people who just in my circle, who've gone through that over the last couple months, right? Even bringing up COVID is a big thing, but for him, apparently that's not the case. People like him are the reason that we're still going through this. COVID's not over yet for a variety of reasons. This behavior from people being one of them. And for anyone who knows what the hell happened on the Quebec Sunwing flight, I don't know if, if Simon, you heard about that news story. I did hear about that news story. That's crazy. <laughs> that was that was a crazy story in and of itself. But that that's what Evander Kane's doing. He doesn't give a shit. Like he's the embodiment of ignorance. If I were to draw a picture of what ignorance looks like, I would draw Evander Kane's face. <laughs> like that's that's my thought on him yeah. so far. Okay. Yep. Now, um, apparently Kane also had to report to the Sharks AHL affiliate on a certain date in January. So post, um, post-COVID freeze, I guess, yep. that the AHL teams went yep. through. Yep. Um, like basically ignored after that. the holiday break. Yep. Exactly. Yep. He ignored that date completely. He showed up like five or six days later, um, adding further justification for why the Sharks eventually wanted to terminate his contract. Yep. Anyway. Indeed. Now, uh, there's an article from Sportsnet, Jan 15th. A few teams are looking to sign Evander Kane and are eagerly awaiting to learn whether there'll be consequences this week for the embattled free Asian winger for crossing the border while in COVID-19 protocol before attempting to sign him. Elliot Friedman reported, there are still some teams who have said they will not go in Evander Kane's direction. But there are a couple who are hoping to see next week if there is clarity on whether or not Evander Kane will face any further penalty for potentially going over the border. Now, he has maintained that he did nothing wrong. The NHL is investigating it, and the Canadian Border Services are believed to be investigating it. 
Although they would not say anything about any specific case when they were asked about it this week, NHL won't provide a timeline and won't commit to one, but some teams are hoping to know next week if they will be able to sign Kane or whether or not he'll face any punishment. Now, what does this tell us, Simon? A lot, but it's like... <laughs> what's, what's the biggest thing it tells us about the NHL and its teams? Everything we've said about everything we've said about the league for the last like fucking what like three months. Bingo. Like, like, (laughs) yeah, like, oh my god, yeah. Uh, There's just this is another one of those times where I'm just trying. I'm trying to put together things to say. Like I'm like I'm running out of things to say about this league that I haven't said before. And we're only we're only 19 episodes into this podcast. And we're already, we're already like, this league sucks. This league is like, it's old man's club. This league is so outdated and it's all accurate. And time and time again, things happen in this league that just prove that point. And this is another mm-hmm. one of those things through another one of these players who did the exact other thing that, that <laughs> to add to the laundry list of things he's done in his career, which I believe is only like 12 years old, 13 years old, maybe. Like, my God, man. Like, Anyways, like, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, like, I have nothing else to add about Evander Kane. I don't think he's a good person. He's a very talented hockey player. I will say that he's very talented on the ice, but off the ice, he's a very, you said it yourself, he's a, he's a very ignorant player. He's a very selfish player, and he's a very entitled hockey player, as I think a lot of players are. And I will be like, there's, there's more I want to get into on that point of entitlement later on, but um, yeah, man, like Evander Kane is, you said something, um, you said earlier, um, I hope he never, like, I, until he gets an opportunity to show that he's actually changed. Like, I just think even that point is just so absurd mm-hmm. because if you think of the stuff that he's done, let's just say like the stuff with the border, for example, um, if you were to do that and like it became public on the news and never knew who you were, like you would have so much trouble finding a job after that, especially after the, the fake vaccination card, especially after the um, like all the cases of alleged assault that he's faced over the years. Um, like how is this guy time after time after time, keep getting chances in the NHL. If I if 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 a regular person did any did one of any of the things that he's done, it would be it would absolutely change the rest of his life. Now, granted, I will say that the stuff has changed Evander's Kane's life, except it it wouldn't the cha- the 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 penalties he he has had to face don't come anywhere don't come anywhere close to the type of penalty that like a regular person on the street would have to face if they did the exact same thing and you know why i think it's absolutely ridiculous and why is that go ahead the reason is he's a talented hockey player bingo that's it yeah exactly and i said that last time he's again he's He's not even wealthy because he's declared bankruptcy. He he makes a lot of money for what he does because he's a very talented hockey player. And I just don't get how we can live in a world right now where there's so much going on from a global pandemic. Um, There's still social justice issues going on around the world. And yet still a man who has time and time again broken the law has like Anyways, there, there, there's so many things that Evander Kane mm-hmm. has done where I look at him and be like, how, 
do you have the per- how do you still have the privilege of playing in the NHL? And he's just he's like, I don't care, man. Like I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. And if the league wants to change, so be it. But like anyways. This may know. be more of a societal problem than NHL, but talented people, rich people can get away with a lot of things. And yeah. Evander Kane is yep. just another example of that. He did something that's illegal. We can all agree on that. Even Evander Kane, if he was on this podcast, he'd agree that what he did was illegal. But teams right now are running to Evander Kane's face, being like, hey, 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 what's going on? What's going on? Are you, are you, uh, are you still in the league? Is your contract terminated with the Sharks? Are you a free agent? Oh, boy, yes! You're a free agent! Here's our money! That's what teams are doing right now. So, whoever is listening to this, I just, I want this question to percolate in your brain a little bit for the next few days. <laughs> Do you think that makes sense? Is that okay? Does that sound weird? It does for me. Okay, what were yep. you saying? No, so, again, I don't really have anything, anything really lost out about Evander Kane and the things you've said. Um, but again, the fact that the NFL, the, the, not the NFL, sorry, that's 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 the NHL. I think the league has an opportunity to step in here. Um, the and like the NFL has something called I think it's called the restricted list or something like that, where you can actually put players on that list. I think I think it actually prohibits them from playing, from being dealt. I think it basically just puts them on a like essentially an island where it's like you're just gonna sit here until we figure out what we're going to do with you. And I just think that'd be such a valuable thing for the um, NHL to implement. Now, granted, the NHL won't for all the reasons that we previously talked about, but just in theory, like there's so much the NHL can do and should do. We know they're not going to do it because it's the freaking NHL. But anyways, um, yeah, man, like I just, I'm just kind of like, I feel confident saying Evander Kane won't be in the league like two or three years down the road. And I like that, that, that's a, that's a take I feel very confident in. And the reason really? I say that is be, yeah, I, I, that like the, and the reason I say this is because the, um, again, a lot of my football fans will know where I'm going with this, but the reason I say that is because one person that I think Evander Kane really reminds me of and Antonio Brown? before is Antonio Brown. Yeah. And what just happened to Antonio Brown he, he basically got cut by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that basically the only reason they took him was because Tom Brady vouched for him. And now he was released by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a free agent. And I like, and, and now we don't even know if he's getting another chance in the league. And at some point, Evander Kane might just burn all of his bridges because at this point, he is very quickly running out of them. Um, now, granted, there are still teams that are interested in Evander Kane. The Oilers are reported to be one of them. Um, the Rangers, I think, had interest. The Carolina Hurricanes are another one that I saw. And my main point here is um, if he does anything else like this again in the future, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say no teams will be interested, but the amount of teams is going to keep going lower and lower and lower and lower. In a lot of ways, I think if he gets another opportunity, it might, it kind of feels like it's his last chance. But again, I said I'm very confident that Tate was also a good part of me that knows it's the NHL, man. And like that, we've seen a lot worse stuff happen. 
Um, and people, this is the league of like 18th chances. Like Pretty much. It's, that's ridiculous. Anyways. Um, can, you, can you repeat yeah. what you just said? That last sentence. Can you repeat what that? the league? What the league is in the, as a league of 18th chances? Yes. Yeah. The league of 18th chances. Yep. Okay. I think 18th. I think 18th is even being generous. I think it's close to like 40, but that's okay. Hold, hold that number. Hold that quote for one second because I'm going to say something now. Okay. 18, this person okay. in a press conference last week. I think there's some echo going on. Do you hear that? Oh yeah, that's me. Sorry. My cartoons. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. So League of 18th Chances is what Simon said. Yep. Now this person last week in a press conference said, I believe in second chances. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> Okay, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut. It's hard to be perfect, and we're all people. We all make mistakes. Some big mistakes, some make little mistakes, but it's hard to be perfect. Do you know who said this? Ken Holland. I just read the quote like 10 minutes ago. Ken freaking Holland. Yep. Mm-hmm. Asked directly about Kane, now a free agent, or sorry, about to. I'm guessing he's going to be a free agent. Potentially. Soon. Probably, probably. Holland indicated that he won't turn down any player in a similar situation before getting an understanding, quote unquote, of what's going on, end quote. Apparently, he, he's known uh, Kane's agent, Dan Milstein, um, since his days as GM of the Red Wings. And he said, as a manager, it's my responsibility to investigate every situation. And I have talked to Dan. Ken Holland, everybody. It's not even just Ken Holland. It's like 90% of the league. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, man. This is, yeah, like, this is, this is nothing. This is, we've talked about this time and time and time again. Um, this is the NHL, apparently. And yeah, um, Ken Holland. Um, yeah, I don't even know, man. Um, I'm just at a loss for words. I I because I've I've nothing to add other than the stuff we've just been repeatedly saying for yeah. the last two months, and like it's it's just getting so exhausting. I I I can't keep doing this. Like we can't. Like this is ridiculous. And that's and that's like, okay. Fine. Here here here's what I will say. Okay. Ken Holland's first point where he says, "I believe in second chances." Uh, I like I will always like. That point where he say, "I believe in second chances." Um, and like, uh, I will always talk to a player until I know what is going on in any other circumstance with any other players who haven't done the laundry list of stuff that Evander Kane has done. Maybe I can understand that if the, if the circumstances are far, 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 far less severe than what I can Evander Kane has done. Like, for example, if like, I'm trying to think of a good example here without like just being blatantly wrong. But like, let's just say, for example, like, well, like, okay, let's just say, and I know this would never happen in the NHL, but let's, let's just say like a player is repeatedly like late for practice, for example, or, or like, let's just say like, um, yeah, like you're, like you're constantly late and eventually someone releases you because like we can't depend on you. Or like, let's say someone keeps missing the team flights or something. I don't know what a good example would be because again, this almost never happens in the NHL. It sounds exactly like what Evander Kane has done before. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) Okay, yeah. But like I say, let's just say someone keeps like keeps missing flights, and like it's 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 nothing. It's like super. It's it's nothing illegal. It's nothing super sketchy. It's just pure like 
it's a lack of um lack of accountability stuff like that where you're like where like where you can take it upon yourself to actually become better which well evander kane could have do a lot of things better but anyway that's not the point the point is like it's manageable not super illegal and like it's not a character thing it's just like it's it's just you need a wake-up call if, if, if that's the under, if that's the case I have no problem with Ken Holland's quote, but because he's talking, using that quote in a press conference, we're talking about a player who has done the things that Evander Kane has done. That is where the problem is. That's where the problem comes in. And that is why everyone is so upset for just people who just can't get the picture into their head. That is why everyone is so upset and it's understandable. Do you know the philosophy that they employ in the criminal justice system? Innocent until proven guilty. Ken Holland is a lawyer. Mm. <laughs> Apparently. Everyone in the NHL is, man. Gary Bettman. Like, everyone is. Like, it's ridiculous. Or I, I don't actually know if Ken Holland is a lawyer or not, but... I don't, know, but still. This, like, but he's this like, is classic lawyer speak. I am under the impression, again, because there's some... Okay, like, like there... We talk about, like, oh, there's GMs who, like, it's just old man's club and everything. Else. But there are, like, genuinely some GMs that are like i heard your cartoons again <laughs> okay i'm gonna try to i'm gonna need it then um okay so anyways back to my point um we talk about the we talk about the nhl we talk about the gym the gms the nhl being the old man's club uh people like stan bowman people like um uh ken holland like people who have just been through the ringer over and over and over again same same people different teams and uh like there, there are genuinely like a hand, like less than a handful of GMs. So I said, okay, that like this is, like that's, like Kyle Dubas, for example. Again, I, and I hate to make this about the Leafs because I genuinely, like, but he's the he's one of the people I genuinely believe is like not old man's club. Is a genuinely super nice human being. Like he's and he's been very open about like social justice, uh, like equality for all, like uh, the like uh, the gay like uh, gay pride and everything like that. My point is like like we just need to phase these guys out, man, and it'll never happen. But like, it's just so exhausting, and I know I've said that so many times today, and like so many times in the past. But like, it's just getting so exhausting, and it's it's just so impossible to deal with. That, anyways, I just Ken Holland. I personally think Ken Holland's going to be fired soon, anyways. Um, I think he, I think he's probably going to be out the door sooner rather than later. Okay, okay. Um, Hold that thought because I, I I'm going to okay. get to that part a little later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, good. Okay, so we talked about Ken Holland. This is where we make our segue into the Oilers now. Okay. Since December third, they played fourteen games. December third. Okay. They've gone. Do you know what the record is? Guess. Two and twelve. Two and thirteen. Sorry, they played fifteen oh. games. <laughs> two okay, and thirteen. Two and 13. Apparently, okay. I don't know how to count. Okay. Uh, which is a two fifty points percentage. So since December first, they've gone three eleven and two. I'm including the one win they had on December first, uh, and they've earned just eight of a possible thirty two points. That's worst in the league. That's 32nd of 32 teams. They're now 38 points in 36 games, which is six back of San Jose. 
Their overall record is 18, 16, and two. So they're a 500 team now. Uh, granted, they've also played five fewer games than some of the teams in front of them. But if you want to look at points percentage, they're 13th in the West, which is their exact position if you just look up points as well. So basically, they are where they are. Their record speaks for itself. They're bad and they're in a bad spot. And everyone in Edmonton, the media, the coaches, the GM, I don't know if the GM is frustrated, but players, they're all frustrated. Uh, there was a weird exchange that I saw between Jim Matheson, who is uh, an Oilers reporter, or a reporter out of, based out of Edmonton, and Leon Dreisaitl the other day. Did you see that one? I did. And it was, uh, it was basically Jim Matheson asked him a question, and then Dreisaitl answered in kind of a snappy way. He didn't really want to explain or not. And then Jim Matheson was like, Leon, like, why, why are you so pissy? <laughs> why did you answer that question so pissy? And Drysdale was like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, it is what it is. I didn't like our performance. And then Jim, Jim Matheson goes on and he's like, do you think it's, it's okay that other teams know that you're visibly frustrated on the ice? Okay, so this is the one time I, one time I think Jim Matheson or a reporter was in the wrong here. I don't know why you would ask that question. I feel like it's such an obvious answer to it. Yep, yep. And Obviously, Drysaddle was frustrated after losing like a million of the last million games. So, whatever. But it was a weird exchange. So, that's just a microcosm. Yeah. If you want to do a vibe mm-hmm. check on what Edmonton uh, sounds like and feels like right now, that's that's the interview I would show you. Yep. Anyway, apparently, and I'm going to get to McDavid in just a second. Yep. Uh, I've looked at a few articles because I haven't been watching a lot of Edmonton games myself, but they can't finish. I have. Apparently they can't finish. So they can watch. Can you can, can you vouch for me on this one? They can't finish. Yep. And they can't save anything. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that's their main issue, right? Um, yep. Plays wise, apparently it's okay. Like if you look at the advanced stats, but mm-hmm. they can't finish. So I guess puck luck is down. Maybe they're just on a weird PDO anti-bender. And the, the the more important part, I think, here is that they're goalies. So Mike Smith just got placed on IR today, uh, along with Ryan Juden Hopkins on LTIR. But Miko Koskinen has an 898 save, sorry, 895 save percentage and a 3.33 goals against average. Mike Smith has an 898 and 3.76. And this is after. They were just slapped 6 nothing by the Florida Panthers yesterday. Yep. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mm. read you a quote, just focusing on the goalies for a sec. Following Monday's 4-1 loss to the New York Rangers, in which Koskin made a couple of critical errors, including a misplayed puck that led to the game's opening goal, Tippett voiced his frustration with the goalie. It's a brutal mistake, the coach said. What are you going to do? Call it what it is. We're playing well, and it's a brutal mistake. Our goaltending wasn't very good, and we didn't get enough pucks to the net to get back in the game. Do you know what Koskinen said in response? I can't remember exactly what he said. I think he basically, I think he basically tried to defend himself. I think he said it wasn't necessarily all his fault. I can't really remember exactly what the quote was, but I, I do remember. I think I, I remember at least hearing about it or uh, reading about. Uh, I think basically. He tried to defend himself for it, which I get, but I don't know, man. Like, anyways, go ahead. 
Yeah, he, he basically said, when the team loses, it's either the coach or the goalie who gets sacrificed. I have to be better, but at the same time, we scored seven goals in my last six losses. I can't score goals. It's not only about goaltending. Everyone has to be better from now on, and we will be. So that's what he said. And then Tippett basically replied to that quote saying, the question asked was, take it out of context. Okay, kind of weird. I don't... Oh, it was not you... It was not taken out of context, but anyways, go ahead. I know, right? Um, so that's that's what the exchange that's going on right now in Edmonton. Weird, mm-hmm. weird media thing going on. Weird something happening with the players. Strange goalie coach interactions. Anyway, temperature is uh, at an all-time high in Edmonton. I would say if I just had to do a quick temperature check, it would be higher than it ever was during this era of the Oilers. At least like mm. since David Ayer started in 2015, right? I think this uh, is the hottest. Yeah. In the McDavid era, probably. I would say probably. Yeah. And so Ken Holland now is being urged to do something. Right? And I just find it funny. Don't you ever find some things funny? Many things. That his <laughs> one of the first things he wants to do to alleviate the situation is possibly sign Evander Kane. Yeah. And then the report spread. Do you know what McDavid had to say about it? Do I ever? Yep, I do. Yeah. Do you want to pull up the Basically quote? Basically said, uh, you, you, you can read it off. You already, I think you already have all them in front of you. So go ahead. I need to pull up one second. I have it here. It's okay. I'll read it. Okay. Um, so this is from Yahoo, Yahoo Sports. Uh, right now, it's all speculation. When they started, he was asked about uh, Evander Kane potentially joining the Oilers. He said, right now, it's all speculation. Obviously, Evander is an amazing player, and he, he's had lots of success over the last couple of years. Whatever else is going on, it's not something I look into too much. Um, it's not really – I'm not really here just to discuss optic issues. If fans don't like it or the media doesn't like it, or whatever, or or whatever it is, what it is. Um, that wasn't the full quote, but basically he said uh, that's a gist of it. Uh, he did go on to say that uh, there's a lot of things on the ice that um, that fans don't like, and basically just said um, he's a good player, and um, yeah, uh, that's all that matters. Basically, that's all I'm taking from that quote. Um, but um, yeah, anyways. Yeah, he said, uh, the public opinion is something that obviously matters a lot, but we're here to try and win games and try to put together a good team on the ice. And if Kenny thinks that's what he can do, that's what he can do. I think he's got our full support in what he does. Okay, so McDavid, what? If, if we're talking about ignorant players, McDavid joins the list. Pretty much. And it's heartbreaking to see, but yeah, pretty much. And as someone who's a McDavid fan, like I... I love Connor McDavid, right? He's the face of the league, pretty much. He's the mm-hmm. he's the driving force behind the new era of the league. A hundred percent. He's why the league is going to be more and more exciting as the years come. And that just sounded uh, like not something he should have said. Maybe he wasn't thinking yeah. too much before he said it. So Connor, if <laughs> I don't know if he thinks this is something he would take back, but he didn't. Uh, it's out there right now, and he's what 25 years old now. So, at this point in your career, you should know how to handle the media, right? Yeah, so that's what he said. Okay, 
Mm-hmm. So now here we are with the Edmonton Oilers. They're dog shit. Now I'm going to start voicing my opinion instead of reading articles. They're garbage. Mm. Uh, they're yep. tanking pretty much. Yep. They, they don't know what they're doing. They don't seem like they know what they're doing on the ice. Off the ice, it's even worse. Ken Holland is lost. Connor McDavid is saying random bullshit. Leon Dreisaitl is getting snappy with the media. Kostinen doesn't like the coach. The coach is lost. Yep. The fans are angry. Yep. What's going to happen? <laughs> they stink. Here's the thing. I genuinely have no idea. Like, and I, like, I genuinely mean that because I, I, I just do not know what they do. I don't. Um, because they like, they don't like. I don't. I just. I, I say that because I don't know what they can do, and that's the thing. Then that's the, and I think if that's if you're an Oilers fan, that's a very scary position to be in right now, because they have okay. Because here's the thing: the Oilers have zero dollars in cap space and projected cap space, zero dollars. Yep. So, and the thing is, it's like, oh, okay, that's they have to have some money coming off the books, right? Well, I'm looking at the cap friendly right now. Um, Kyle Turris is coming off the books. He was who was just put on waivers earlier today, only making one point six five. Um, Jesse Puliyarvi is at one point uh, is a is a coming upcoming restricted free agent. He's making just north of one million. Same thing with Kyla Yamamoto. They're actually making similar amounts, but they're both RFAs. You got to sign those guys. There's some of the they're better some of your better younger players that you have on your team. That's not named Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. So you're re-signing them. Ryan McLeod. 834,000 RFA. Colin Sevier, 750,000 UFA. Okay, so that's that's like that that's like actually probably coming off the books. So you have so, so as of right now, you have about two and a half million dollars off uh, coming off the books in um in forwards and UFAs. And then uh, Brendan Perlini and Tyler Benson, both RFAs being 750,000. So that's again, they're probably gonna get re-signed, or if not gonna get re-signed, they're probably gonna get traded somewhere. So but like I'm not. I'm not going to say that the cap's coming off the books, and then Chris Russell's coming off the books at, at one point two five, and then Miko Kostinen's coming off the books this year at four and a half. That's not a lot of cap space. It's not, not not to address the needs that this team that that, that this team desperately needs. Um, and again, like I genuinely like I because some of the some of the contracts they have on this team are just absolutely atrocious. Zach Cassian at three point two for th- for two more years after this one, uh, like the Warren Fogel contract's not awful. Two point seven for another two years after this one. That's actually a pretty solid contract. I like Warren Fogel if he's in the right situation. This just isn't the right situation. And then other than that, like other than McDavid and Drysital, I'm looking at their roster. There's not all. There's not really any players on this roster where i'm like wow i would really like to have that guy on my team the only person i think i could actually say that about is darnell nurse was that or zach hyman but even now i don't take zach hyman with that contract yeah no that is the thing and this is the problem they have a lot of guys who are like i would take him on my team but they make way too much money Duncan Keith making five and a half for one more after oh. this year. Uh, Tyson Berry making four and a half for two more after this year. Cody CC making 3.25 for, for three more years after this one. Mm. Like, like, man. And like, again, I, 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 I could be wrong about this, 
but I believe the Oilers actually have a relatively like a relatively solid prospect pool coming up early, or they at least have some names where where like it's the fans can get excited. But overall, with this current state of the roster, I don't even think you can even start thinking about prospects because I have a feeling that they're going to like the I think the Oilers are going to are going to do something really dumb. Because because here's the thing. Can I say something? Yeah, yes, 100%. Go ahead. Sure, they may have some good prospects, okay? Yes. Prospects might be phenomenal. But you know what year this is that uh, McDavid's playing in the league? What's What season is it for him? So let's see, he's drafted in 2015. Uh, so 2015-16 would be his rookie season. So basically seven so years. It is, seven years, basically. Yeah, seven years, yeah. yeah. This is McDavid's seventh year in the league. Yep. Do you think? Do you think he gives a shit about the prospects coming up? No, I don't. Do you think anyone should at this point? It's this win now mode. Like the fact that we're talking about the Oilers prospects being the bright spot for the team is so so scary as to what I'm so yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, as to where they've gone over the last seven years. It's been it's been almost a decade. <laughs> Not almost, mm-hmm. but like almost. Yeah. I'm so glad that you brought up the it's win now mode for the Oilers because I actually want to bring that up because my thing is what makes it win now? The fact you have Connor McDavid age 25 and the dry settle age 26. I mean, yes. sure. Yeah. But but they are not a good team. They have never they I don't think they've ever been a good team. True. They I think again, I think this team has been one of the things that has really hurt this team is the fact that because they have Connor McDavid, the expectations for this team have been higher than what they should have been. I like, and again, I think Leon Dry. I, I do. I don't like Leon Dreisaitl the person. I think his body language when the team, when the, when the things, when things go wrong on the ice, it's absolutely terrible. Again, I, he might not be a horrible person. I just don't like some of the, some of his, I guess I'm saying, I, I, I don't like him. Like, I don't like some of the antics on the ice. It's a hockey player than the person. Cause like, I don't, I don't know him as a person, but like some of the stuff he does on the ice, one thing. I'm in hate well. Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. For anyone, for anyone I anyone. actually do. I actually do not like Leon Dreisaitl at all. Like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, but like, like he's a very talented hockey player. Don't get me wrong. Um, now, granted, I do think Austin Matthews is better than Leon Dreisaitl, which, which is going to get a lot of Oilers fans mad at me, but I don't really care. But, like, some of the stuff he does on the ice when he's frustrated, when he's mad, just makes me so, like, you're one of the best players in the world, Leon. Go, like, go change the game with your, um, with your skill instead of you, like, trying to, like, slash a guy in the back of the leg or something. Because he's done that on multiple occasions, especially yeah. when – because I remember because I remember last year – when the Leafs were uh, when the Leafs were on the verge of shutting the Oilers out three games in a row, he did some really stupid stuff, which 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 I feel like I see him do a lot when that things aren't. Anyways, that's not that's not my point. My point is, I've never thought the Oilers are a good team, and that's I think in my own mind that's why I've always been just so stunned that people had the Oilers going to the conference final, coming out of the West. Myself like, included. Some good, Myself included. Yeah, and again, like, I think I think it's okay to, to say. Connor McDavid is a great player. Leon Dreisaitl is a great player. Darnell Nurse is a really good defenseman. But after that, they have absolutely nothing. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a very good hockey player. I do not think he's worth like 
Okay, 5.125 is actually not that bad. I take that back. I thought he made a lot more than that. Never mind. But um, Darn on there? Like no, um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Okay, okay, I take, okay. I, I, I would take the Nugent just over $5 million for centers. Like, You're for right. the cost of centers this year. I would. Nurse is making 9.25. That's that's a lot, but I think he's worth yep. it. He's a, he's a very specific to the defenseman. But, like, man. I would do. Like, I would not say that. <laughs> I would not say that. 9.25 for Nurse? That's, that's more than Dry Saddle, bro. Yeah, okay, but dude like dry settle signed his contract before he actually like decided to become like, like one of the like, that's my thing at the time when 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 leon dry signed that contract people were saying how much of a massive overpayment that was fair enough, so, fair enough. I applaud, so i so i applaud him <laughs> for being able to live up to the contract Dardano, that that darnell nurse one is a big one it's eight years at 9.25 for the next for like starting next year. <laughs> but like Dude, like, here's the thing. Like, he's only 20. So he's 26. So it's eight years. So I think it's, it's going to be until he's 34. But man, like, looking at his stats this year, Darnell Nurse, 15 points in 29 games. That's half a point a game. That's not bad. It's be- is it a, okay. Is it a lot? Yes. But at the same time, there's very few defensemen that do what Darnell Nurse does at this point in time. When, and, I, and, I, and I think, and I, and I think that matters. Because he can basically, he's he's one of the rare defensemen where you can literally just put him on the ice, like basically any situation, power play, penalty kill. He can play like 30, 35 minutes a night, like he did last year in the playoffs. Like, but anyways, it's kind of irrelevant because they're not going to be able to move him anyways, even if they do, <laughs> they don't like him. But my whole thing is, and I think this is the like, I just think we need to take a real long look at the expectation that were set for the Oilers and kind of just wonder how we got here. Because I like at no point do I think the Oilers were anywhere near as good of a team as people thought they were when they were coming up with these absolutely unrealistic expectations for this team. And I think that's a huge reason why there's so much disappointment in the city of Edmonton right now. What did I say last episode? <clears throat> I said something last episode. Tell me if you remember. What do I think is the most important position in hockey? Goalie. Or a lot of people. I can't, yes. I, I can't remember about someone's goalie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goalie. That's my number one gripe with the Edmonton Oilers. Sure. Sure. They have some bad contracts. A lot of teams have bad contracts, though. The Oilers definitely have quite a few bad contracts and a lot of questionable <laughs> players and signings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> Duncan Keith, what the fuck? Okay. To be fair, he was a trade on a contract signing. Still, still, still. <laughs> Look, yeah. look, going into the season, the Edmonton Oilers had Mike Smith, yep. who, is, who is 172 years old. Yeah. And, and, and Nico Koskinen. Yep. Has Nico Koskinen ever proven to be a number one goalie in the league? Nope. No. Nope. Has Mike Smith ever proven to be a number one goalie? In the league over the last three, four seasons. He was good last year, man. I will okay, give him that. Okay, but how old did I say he was? <laughs> 17 million or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, no, I, I get I get where you're coming from. I 100% get where you're coming from. Though. So go ahead. go ahead. And who has the power to change this, right? Ken Holland came into the season thinking, okay, I'm just going to roll the dice again. I like this goalie tandem. Let's go, Miko Koskin and Mike Smith. Roll the dice again. So whatever's happening right now, just in terms of the goaltending, yeah, you deserve it, bro. You you had full opportunity to, instead of spending millions and millions of dollars 
on all the sus acquisitions you made in the free agent season, why don't you address your goaltending? Mm-hmm. Why did you sign yeah. Mike Smith for two more years at 2.2? That's a good why, question. Why, 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 why? He'll be 41, 42 years old, 41 years old by the end of the, his contract. Wait, hold on. Hold on. No way. He has another year? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Also, the one thing I didn't mention about the Oilers cap situation is they're paying James Neal and Andre Sequeira right now. Still. Nice. The Oilers bought out James Neal, so they're paying him um one million nine hundred sorry one million nine hundred and sixteen thousand six hundred and sixty seven dollars a year for the next four. And then they're paying Andre oh my God. defenseman one and a half million for the next two. Oh my god. So I don't like this they're, at all. They're they're paying for basically two players who don't even play for the team anymore almost three and a half million dollars to play for another team. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they have $750,000 in dead cap. Do you know who that is? Who that lovely player is? Who? Milan Lucic. No! So they're paying both sides of the Milan Lucic trade right now. And James Neal and, and uh, Milan Lucic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Quick question. Do you know how much the Leafs are paying for Kessel's buyout right now? 1.5. 1.2. 1.2. 1.2. How did how did the Leafs end up paying only 1.2, and the Oilers are paying 1.9 for James Neal's buyout? That's because they bought him out. That's because that's not the Leafs retained salary. Then I'm oh right, 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 right. You're right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh my but god. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm uh... like again. If you're an Oilers fan, like I'm genuinely sorry. Like I like I don't want. Like I'm not trying to like just make you feel like absolute garbage about your hockey team right now, but like. Your your hockey team's garbage right now. <laughs> I mean, they are, and again, like it, it kill, like. I'll be honest. I've actually had a lot of enjoyment out of. Uh, <laughs> oh okay, no! I'll, okay, I'll be honest. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, again, I'm sorry. And the and the and Edmonton Oilers fans, if you're listening and you're getting mad at me, let me explain. I don't have a gripe with the team or the fans. I have a gripe with the media in Edmonton. Okay. That's who I have a gripe with. And again, and, and a little bit Leon Dreisaitl, a little bit Leon Dreisaitl, but like mostly the media and mostly Mark Spector and um, Jim Matheson to an extent, not so much as a label. Mark Spector, man, I, I have him, I have him on like my top three most obnoxious hockey writers in, in the NHL just because he's clearly so upset that he can't be in the Toronto sports market. And he just clearly is so full diaper about the fact that he has to write sport, uh, write about sports in Edmonton. Anyways, but like, I, I don't, I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think this is another year where, uh, where Connor McDavid doesn't make the playoffs. And then I genuinely believe that like it's going to be like clean house in Edmonton, like at the end of the year. I think Tippett's gone. I, if Tip even makes it to the end of the season, if they, things keep going the way they are, Tip, Dale Tippett's going to be gone. Ken Holland's probably going to be gone because the, Ken Holland's shown absolutely no improvement over Peter Shirelli in terms of being able to build a team around Connor McDavid. That that's a, that's a plot twist. I did not think that uh, uh Ken Holland was going to be just as bad, if not worse, than uh than uh Peter Shirelli. Um, and yeah, man, like 
And then I think probably going to have to start moving some pieces around and at some point you have to wonder, like, because, again, like, like, what can they do? They don't have any cap space. And this year they only have one, two, three, four, five draft picks. And if they want, and I could, I hope they don't trade that first, their first and second round pick for, for anything immediate. But you never know, man. Like, I just, man, I, like, I, I'm, I, like, I like to think that when it comes to NHL hockey and trying to figure out solutions of teams in terms of how this team can hand out and how teams can get better, I'm actually pretty good at coming up with solutions. But the Oilers is something I'm just genuinely just, I have no idea because I just, I have no idea where they go from here. Me neither. Other than trying to find to get a goal. Like, if you're, if you're Ken Holland, why don't you trade for Darcy Kemper last offseason? Or maybe you did, and then the uh, and the Oilers just and the uh, Avalanche just outbid you. But like, nope. how do you not get like like again, like you said, you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and everyone, everyone knows it in your like in their right mind knows that like you cannot go into the season with Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen and going into the season. And I said that despite Mike Smith in a lot of people's eyes last year being a Vesna a Vesna Trophy finalist. You know what? You know what screws I, me over? Yeah, go ahead. What did Ken Holland say at the trade deadline last season? I can't remember. You're that's too far for me. <laughs> he said he said that the Edmonton Oilers. So this is in response to the Oilers not really making any moves for the trade deadline going into the playoffs. He said mm. there are years where you go all in and you are aggressive buyers, and there are some years where you're not. This is one of those years where we're not. So basically, he's saying. He doesn't have faith. <laughs> a year or any year where you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on your roster, you should have faith in your damn roster. I don't care. Unless you are tanking, if you're in a playoff spot or you're vouching for a playoff spot, you need to have faith in that damn roster. And that was the first red flag that I saw on Ken Holland. Maybe there are a million, but, and I've just ignored them all, yeah. but that's the first one. Here's what I will say. I will give Ken Holland a break on that particular example because if you look at that team i don't think any amount of help they could have got out of the trade down they would have would have influenced i mean maybe the Oilers make it to the second round sure i have no confidence they make it past the second round they got swept by the jets maybe so and, 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 and they didn't hold the lead in the first two games at home that like <laughs> again it, like you said you have Connor mcdavid and leon dreisel you've la- you have last change at home you are able to dictate the matchups and get, get your players on the ice when you want to. That so the, so the reason I give Ken Hall on the break is I think if you do, you're probably parting with your, with your draft. I don't even know how many draft picks they had last year, but you're, there's a good chance you move some of them from this year as well, and they would be just in a deeper hole, in my opinion, because like again last year they were like they're in the same spot, they didn't have any cap space, so like I I like, I just don't see. Again, I get where you're coming from. Like, whenever you have Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, you have to try to put yourself in a position where you can give yourself the best opportunity to win. But like, I just think this Oilers team is just so strapped financially that it just it. And and again, Ken Holland deserves criticism for that. He put them in this hole. I think he I deserves I just the most criticism. Probably, if we're being honest, probably, because um, again, like. There's no depth on this roster. Like you look at the, uh, if you look at their stats, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, 54 points in 36 games. That's really good. That is like 
very close to like two points per game or like so that's 62. Eight, he's eight points from like two points per game. Connor McDavid, 53 points and 35 games. Also very, very solid. And then you go, then third is Nuge with 26 points in 30 games. That is solid. That, 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 that for a second line center, that's four points away from points per game. Pull your 25 and 34. And then Hyman at 21 and 32. Evan Bouchard, defenseman, with 19 points in 36. Tyson Berry, 17 points in 35. Darnell Nurse, 15 points in 29. So that's so after the after the five of the top six forwards, Rysettle, McDavid, Nuge, Pulley and Hyman. The next three are defensemen and Bouchard, Berry, and Nurse. And then you have Kyler Yamamoto at 13 points in 36 games. Not good. Warren Fogel. 13 points in 36 games. Not good. Zach Cassian, 13 points in 28 games. Not good. Like, Zach Cassian is the third highest paid forward on this roster. He's, and he no. has 13 points in 28 games. Yeah. No, you're lying. I'm not. No, you are lying. Sorry, behind news. Sorry, sorry, Nugent Hyman. Sorry, I, it's, I'm looking at cap for them right now. I, I keep forgetting that they're on the uh, injured reserve. So, okay, he's the one, two... Fifth highest paid forward. Yeah, that is still that's a lot better. <laughs> oh my God. But still, still. Fifth highest paid for Zach Cassian? <laughs> okay, maybe not. <laughs> okay, so Zach Cassian, I think a couple of years ago, where he's like, oh, Matthew Kachuk won't find me because I'm a scrub. I have like 20 goals now, whatever. Now it's an excuse. Uh, sorry, Zach, you're still a scrub. You have five goals in 28 games. Like, you're, like, man. Okay, can I, can I quickly provide... <clears throat> context uh at the oilers current losing streak so please do mcdavid has just a single assist in the past four games leon dry has a goal and assist in the last four games paul yarvi has two assists in the last six zach hyman two assists in the last six um obviously a couple of these players are have been injured or are injured uh nuge is uh one goal two assists uh three points in his previous seven wow <laughs> nuge has outscored all of them that's funny. Anyway, I think I think he's a, I I like the Nuge a lot. I think he's a really good player. And again, like I think he's and again, I think if we're talking about pieces that could be moved, that's one of them. Because I think you can get a lot back from Nuge if you're looking to open up open up some cap space. I don't know what you do with it, or 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 you could probably move him to get a goalie actually. But like I don't know who you get. Like there is. I was looking at the cap friendly just now, and I just remembered something. There is one thing that the Oilers have been unlucky with, and that was Oscar Kleffbaum. He was supposed to be a super, super good defenseman, and now it looks he like he super, may super good. never play in the league again. Yeah, only twenty-eight. Yeah, but again, like, yeah, I, I, it sucks. Um, unfortunately, he's been a guy who has basically just been plagued by injury his whole career, or not, or not maybe not a whole career, but like he was, he went down like just as the Oilers were getting good. Which kind of sucks because I, I actually really like Oscar Kleffbaum. Um, I think I thought he was really good. because uh, it feels like I, I like I heard about him for years or growing up, and so like, oh my god, like he's actually made it to the league now, it's kind of cool. But anyways, that's kind of irrelevant. But like you're right. Um, and again, if they put sorry, he's already on LTIR, so I wouldn't even give them any relief from where they are right now. <laughs> yeah. So like anyways, like yeah, I give it like I don't know, man. I just think you brought it up. Like, why did why did they go get Duncan Keith? Why? You already have Tyson Barry. Anyways, I I hate how you just said 
Why'd you get Duncan Keith? You already have Tyson Berry. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's so sad. You have two of the same defensemen who and they're and they're making making a combined ten million dollars. And neither no. of them actually do what they're supposed to do, which is play defense. Okay, okay, look. Uh, we've been talking. We've been shitting on the Oilers for a while. Can I end it with the question no, of the day? No, let's keep it going. I don't <laughs> care. Like, fine, fine, okay. fine. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Okay. Um, give me one second. Um, Oilers fans, have no fear. I'm going to try to find you a goalie. Give me a second. Okay, okay I swear okay, to okay. God, I'll make this quick because we have been talking for a while, as we said. <clears throat> Player types. No. Handed. Position. There it is. Goaltender. Newest. Are you are you looking at free agent goalies for this upcoming summer? Yes. Okay. I don't know about that myself, but look, while he's searching for this, I'm on. Yeah, while while Simon's looking for this, look, there's there's a lot of things that the Oilers could have done in the past off season, and what when I talk about a lot of things the Oilers could have done, I'm specifically referring to Ken Holland. Uh, please, please, please. Oilers fans, take a good look at him. Look, check him out, head to toe. Fire look him at, into the sun. Look at his outfit. Might be a well-dressed man, but look at the man inside the outfit. Do you support that man? Look at what Vancouver fans did to, <laughs> did to Jim Benning. And I'm not saying to be as wild as Vancouver fans because they're a different breed themselves. But hmm. if you make noise, the team will hear. Okay. Yeah. So please like, make some noise. I, think, yeah. I th- regardless of how much noise is made, they're gonna get. I think Ken Holland's gone. So I mean, okay. Anyways, I found some ghoulies for you, Edmonton. Um, Mark Andre Fleury. I mean, he's probably retiring. Miko, <laughs> the second. Oh my God, the second goalie on this list is Miko Koskinen because he no. makes four point five million dollars. So goodbye, Miko. Okay. So Darcy Kemper's a UFA. That could be good. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas Grice, nah, not, not for your starter, not starter. No, no, sorry, no, 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 sorry, not for your starter. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm assuming Mike Smith retires or something at the end of the season because he's been hurt almost all year. So if Mike Smith goes, you can, you can have got Thomas Grice as your backup. It's not bad. And then you can have like Corpusalo, not awful. Alex, Alexander Georgiev, not bad. Um, Pavel Francouz. Okay, I think the list yeah. should end there with Darcy Kemper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, yeah, but here and here's one thing I want to throw at you because again, I think it's very, very interesting because again, like, because this is because I've heard this name thrown around recently in trade discussions, and he makes a lot of money. Who is a goalie, whose team is probably going to rebuild soon. So, who? If you are the Edmonton Oilers and this player becomes available, just give me a second because I'm pulling up their both teams' um, rosters right now so I can actually try to formulate some sort of trade. If the Montreal Canadiens... Carey Price. Carey Price available. No, I was joking. <laughs> if, if they do that, man. Wait, wait, if, how? If, if, what? <laughs> So Carey Price currently makes ten and a half million dollars in salary, which don't get me wrong, is a lot of money. That is a lot, and it's for the next one, two, three, four. So after this year, he's four more years. He's thirty-four years old. So that, that that'd be until he's thirty-eight years old. 
No, man, no. <laughs> Don't do well, this. Carrie Price makes Carrie Price makes ten. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Carrie Price makes ten and a half million dollars. If and I say if you are committed to having Drysaddle and Nick David being your centers at ten and a half, as I twelve and a half and eight and a half million dollars, you can move the Nuge at five point one two five million dollars. You can move him. I don't like that. Maybe now maybe Edmonton doesn't like the Nuge. Anyways, sorry. I know you don't like this, but like, okay, here, here's my thing. Edmonton, like, I think Nuge is actually a very valuable trade chip. Even if, uh, even if Montreal has no intention of actually keeping him, and they just flip him off for other pieces, that's a movable piece. This, this is just, this is the Nazem Kadri talk again. Who's going to be your third line center then? Okay, but if Nuge is your, if Nuge is your, you can okay. You can get a third line center for cheaper than five point one two five. Fair enough. Fine. That's doable. Because like like look, like look what the Leafs are doing. Like they have um, Tavar- they have Tavares and Matthews obviously who are making a shit ton of money, and then they have Spezza. Camp. And then, and they have Camp. Yeah. Like and again, I don't think the again based on how the Oilers are playing, they need something like a David Camp. They don't need another elite goal scorer. Another yeah. Like, Someone who puts up a lot of points. Any someone who's defensively responsible, and you can easily go get it in the in the. Okay, anyways, this is getting kind of wordy. I'll, I'll kind of keep it short. I think if again, because I I do think Ken Holland Ken Holland's gonna be very very desperate to uh, to move him, to to move to move to make some sort of move to keep his job. But like, also I'm gonna throw out there, um, Carey Price is from BC. I know Edmonton's not in BC. I know my Canadian geography. That's closer to home. It's from Anaheim Lake. There's no way. There's no way that's happening, man. We said that we we've said about a lot of stuff, man. People said Gretzky could never get traded. People said Okay. Like, okay. But <laughs> you can't say that for every trade. Look. Okay, but here's my thing. I just think because like what other goal is gonna be I guess. Okay, Darcy Kemper. Okay, yeah. I sorry. I said Darcy Kemper because he's a free agent, but like I, I genuinely, I genuinely do not think Colorado is going to let him go to free agency. I there's no way they're in a win now. They're, they're like they can't lose another goalie. Fine. And, and other than that, like John, I said, yeah, the Ducks aren't trading John Gibson. The Arizona Coyotes have like their popcorn vendor playing goalie. Sabers no, <laughs> the, flames aren't, the, the Flames aren't trading Markstrom. The the, the Hurricanes have Freddie. They're not trading Freddie. Like hey hey Avalanche, hey, Avalanche. We're talking. If there's one team that does, that's literally the opposite of the Edmonton Oilers in terms of what they do with their goalies. The, the Edmonton Oilers do nothing. They're like, like Smith and uh, Koskinen again and again and again. What do the Carolina Hurricanes do? Good goalie. Good, another good goalie. Wow, another good goalie. I hate that. Get like, out of here. <laughs> hold on. Okay. I think it's funny you say that because, again, we talk about goalies, the uh, the Detroit Red the, – sorry, the, uh, sorry, damn it. The uh, the Edmund Oilers could have had. The Detroit Red Wings got Alex Nedeljkovic yes. for, like, a yeah. second-round pick. Yeah. Where the hell was Ken Holland on that? Where the hell was he on that? Like, bruh. And Alex Nadelkovich, I'm looking at his stats right now. Okay, 2.69918 save percentage on the Red Wings. Bro. Mm. Uh, oh my god. That uh, oh my god. Isn't it, wait, wait, wait. Is Nadelkovich their starter? Yeah. 
Wow. He's he's good, man. He's only 20, he's 26 years old. He's played 28 games this year. It's been unreal. The Red Wings are actually probably or oh. the Red Wings have, have very quickly turned out probably my favorite non-Canadian team. The Rangers, are, I love the Red. I love the Red Wings and the Rangers. The Red Wings, I think, are going to be so much so freaking exciting in a couple of years. Yeah. Same with the Ducks, dude. Same with the Ducks. Oh, I love the Ducks. Trevor Zegers, I love you. Honey Milano. Um, oh my God, they're Richard Panic and Calvin Calvin Pickard. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway. The Oilers are. Oh, oh my God! They're. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I, I just looked at the, how much the Red Wings are paying in buyout. That's crazy! Oh my God! <sighs> look, look. The Oilers are in a tough position. Uh, as a Leafs fan, I feel bad for you guys because. No, I don't. I, 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 maybe not. How much shit you talking about the Leafs? Ah, if I'm being relevant for like oh, sorry, Oilers fans again. Sorry, it's not this hate. It's not directed at you. It's not directed at you. Okay, maybe it's some of you obnoxious fans, but like all the generally, I don't really mind Oilers fans. It's the media. That's who there's, I mind. There's one thing that you said earlier, though. Uh, you mentioned that I've said a lot. <laughs> there, there was one word that you brought up that I want to end this on. Desperate. You mentioned Ken Holland is desperate, and I think that applies to the media, the fans, the players, the coaching, the GM. The entire franchise in Edmonton is desperate right now. So what are they going to do? Question of the day. Send them to, send them to Houston. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> Question of the day. And we'll keep this one super short. Tell me which of these th- three things happened first with the Oilers. Carey Price getting traded to Edmonton. That's my, that's my answer. No way. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. A big player is traded. So basically a blockbuster trade. Yeah. Coach is fired. Kane is brought on, or Ken Holland is fired. Sorry, one of those so which four one's things. Most like, so, so do you want me to rank them, or do you want me to say which one's going to happen first? Which one's going to happen first? Tippett's gone. Yeah? Yeah. Because, again, um, again, also, I'll keep this short because I want to keep it short. Uh, Ken Holland recently said he doesn't believe in coaching changes, but um, ownership might step in here and say you have to let go of Dave Tippett because, again, um, I it – it, it genuinely looks like, especially in his, in his media availabilities as of late, that Ken Holland is just a man who's just, who's like just searching for answers and he just can't find any, partially because he doesn't have any solutions on his roster that can actually help solve the problem. But I think it's going to be Ken Holland and uh, Dave Tippett are going to be racing towards who gets fired, who gets fired first. Okay, again, okay. not. In that case, I'm going to end this on a really depressing note. I think the first thing that happens is because Ken Ken Holland is desperate. I think Evander Kane gets signed by the Edmonton Oilers. You see, here's the thing. I, I, I'm hesitant to say that because we don't know when his when this thing is going to get resolved. That's my thing. I've heard. And again. I've seen a report that it could be as early as Tuesday. No, no, man. Like, because here's, like, here's the thing. Um, with, this, with this type of move, I'm assuming Ken Holland has to go through ownership. That's the thing. Um, again, and, and if the and the thing is, if things keep going south with the Edmonton Oilers, like even before Tuesday, because I'm assuming they're playing tomorrow is hockey night in Canada on Saturday. Holland might be gone by then, man. And then whoever comes in might just say, "I don't want, I don't want Evander Kane," because Evander Kane. we're gonna because. Yeah, 
Did they say Patrick Kane? No, sorry. I'm just whispering Evander Kane. Oh, I'm gonna, true, yeah. I just, I'm going to manifest this until it happens because I just want so much chaos in the world because you know why? More podcast content for us. Yeah. I mean, it's depressing content. Um, it's content nonetheless. Uh, yeah, true. Anyways, um, yeah, I, 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 I still stand by my take. I think uh, uh, if Dave Tibby gets fired, then I think uh, uh, what's his face, uh, Ken Holland isn't for. Okay. Oh wait, 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 wait. One more thing. Okay. One, one more quick reaction because I got. If we have any Oilers fans listening to this, they're gonna love this. Okay. So Matt Bernier, I'm, I'm just on Twitter right now. I saw this earlier. I thought it was, that was freaking hilarious. I don't know if he works for the bot for for the Bruins or he's a New England media person. He works for NBC Sports. Uh, I think he does a lot of sports betting. So, <clears throat> do the Bruins have enough to tempt Edmonton for Drysital? No. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're gonna you, you think that's crazy? Wait till you hear the off free throws out. This is crazy. Okay. No way. Taylor Hall is gonna be in there, right? Oh. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> wait, wait, who? Taylor Hall. No. Oh no? Ah, oh, that would have been good. <laughs> give me give me three names who you think might be in this trade. Okay, well, I thought Taylor Hall, so that was the number one. Okay, so Hall. So so two names, two more names. I have one at Hall going back to the It'd be funny. Okay. <laughs> um uh Pasternak. Nope. Huh. A lot of talented names on that roster. You got McAvoy. You got Marshawn. You got uh, you have good you have a lot of good young defense. And the Matt Grez looks really good. Trent no, Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'll, I'll I'll just read you the offer that was proposed because this is absolutely ridiculous, man. So Swayman, the goalie. I think his name is Jeremy Swayman. <laughs> Okay. That's that 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 that's how that's how um I don't even know what his name is. I think it's Jeremy Swayman, Jake DeBrusque. I think his name is Yuso okay. Vakaninen, who's a defenseman. Okay. Plus picks question mark. Uh <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so, so let, let, let's just so this man suggested Swayman, DeBrusque, Vakaninen plus picks for Dreisaitl. The no. only way that trade goes through is if you trade like nine first-round picks for Leon Dreisaitl or like seven first-round picks for Leon Dreisaitl. And then, the, and then the, the question that follows is, does that even move the needle for Edmonton? Bro, if you, if you add that to Edmonton, the needle would go past like zero. It would go to like negative. It's like, you probably get your phone number blocked. That's, that's when McDavid uh, requests a trade to whoever the GM is at the time. He goes straight <laughs> to their office. Imagine, he goes straight to the imagine? office. Knocks on the door. <laughs> Let me out. Let me out right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's so so bad. Like the thing is, I don't like I like because of the stuff he said about Kane, I generally don't care how big David feels about the whole situation in Edmonton. I do not <laughs> care. Like like I hope the Oilers suck the rest of the season. I hope they suck in the next couple of years until Connor McDavid seems like like is actually like, Maybe, like, yeah. a relatively good person. <laughs> because because a lot of the stuff I saw. A lot of stuff that like I've like just seen and read. He does not seem like a nice person. Oh my god! I didn't, I didn't get to go on my leadership rant about the Oilers. Oh my god! Okay, we'll see that for next time. But like, anyways, long story short, the Oilers don't have any leadership. Drysdale, nope. McDavid, nope. But Dry, Nurse, maybe. Hey, hey, hey! You're forgetting someone. Come on, bro. Zach Hyman, my man. No, 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 no. 
Oh no. Duncan Ugh, Keith. Where you... Duncan oh, Keith. Oh fuck off with that. You can just yeah, no. <laughs> uh uh-uh. Oh my god, Leon Dreisaitl is Okay, okay. I, th- I think we should we should end it there. We've been going for a long time. <laughs> yeah, we've been going for like an hour and a half, but that's okay. We can just chop it down. <laughs> yeah, okay. Look. TLDR. If if you just skipped all the way from the Kane story to now, good luck, Oilers fans. I hope you survive. Who would um, skip from the beginning to the end? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was a podcast. It was in the first segment. Okay, to the end. Okay, anyways. Hey, hey, um, so some people, what they like doing is if they really love the first chapter of the book, they skip to the skip end. Skip to the end? <laughs> and see the ending. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. Look. <laughs> Like and subscribe. Please. Keep following the you. Taxi Squad pod. Next episode will be number 20. So that's another milestone. Oh, wow, we did? Oh, crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, good luck. Have a good weekend. <laughs>